was the night of Halloween, when all through the city, the goblins were stirring, even chicks with bare titties. The hauntings were littered across lawns with care, in hopes that snot-nosed kids would be given a scare. The children were tricking and treating in masks, and fathers were sipping and supping from flasks. And mamas were telling their children, be careful, as the older kids managed to grab another handful. When out from the darkness there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my perch to see what was the matter. Away from the teepee tree I flew like a flash, tore into the street and threw away my stash. The moon and the fog of the mildewy sky was blood red and sagging like my half-joint smoked eye, when to what my, my wandering mind did appear but a giant monster of Frankenstein's design near. And beside him a vampire gangly and taut, yet somewhat alluring, and dare say he's hot. More rapid than eagles the vampires came, and he whistled and shouted and called me by name. Now Evan, dear child, I do want your blood, but very not, son, you'll, be, you'll live undead in the mud. Each night when you shall emerge from your coffin, you too will be the one eternally laughing. As leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to my neck the vampire flew, and with the creaking of joints, Frankenstein's monster did too. And then with a pain I heard Dracula shout, This van is no good, he's been smoking that loud. As I drew in my head and was turning around, away from my neck did Dracula bound. He was dressed to the nines from his head to his foot, the, uh, while Frankenstein's monster was covered in soot. The beast gaped his maw at me only to say, his eyes how they drooped his expression scary his cheeks were like leather his scar tissue cherry his droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow and the skin on his neck was as white as snow the stump of a bolt he held straight through his neck and to be honest he spoke nothing but dreck he had broad shoulders and a distended belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly he was towering and fierce, a right frightful ghoul, and I laughed when I saw him like some uh, damned old fool. A droop of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me a feeling of nothing but dread. He spoke not a word, but mumbled in sorts, and believe it or not, he was wearing jorts. And laying a rotting finger aside of his nose, and giving a nod off sauntering he goes, he lurched to the woods, to his companion he grumbled, and off he went Dracula with a shove and a stumble. But I heard the old vampire exclaim once out of sight, I am going to enthrall all of you fools this Halloween night. job thank you um happy uh happy halloween <laughs> it's halloween happy monday ha well uh today you mean yeah yep <laughs> so the, the day that this comes out which is monday yeah is halloween it's halloween yep cool yeah 
All right. Happy Halloween, everybody. Um, oh. Welcome to Left Undead. Undead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, where t- where you come for all of your favorite spooktacular stories and uh, yep. and Evan's poetry, yep. uh, his playful retellings of, of holiday classics. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Hi, what's up? What's going on, bro? I don't know. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, nothing at all. I Yeah, I just uh, am here, and uh, we just sort of talked before the show started about what we've got prepared. Which, which is little to nothing. You just heard, like, apparently you just heard basically all of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so. I spent about... I think I spent about 40 minutes on that last night, so yeah, that's more than I spent on the rest of this episode, so. Yep. Yeah, Evan Evan, Evan texted me the other day, like two days ago or a day ago, and was like, hey, so for the episode, let's just do a Halloween one where we both pick some spooky stories. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sure. And then, so later that day, I was like, hey, like, how do you want to, like, present our spooky stories? Do you want to do, like, a contest? Or whatever? He's like, oh, I'm, I honestly don't even have any spooky stories. And I was like, well... I, d- I didn't say... No, no, I didn't say that. I said, I, you know, I'm just, like, going to kind of pick two things really quickly. Because yesterday, when I had the idea, it was my birthday. And I wasn't going to spend time on my birthday really more than I did. Wait, what day? What's t- I thought... What's today? Oh, holy fuck. <laughs> Happy birthday, man. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm a bad um, friend. So then I just had work today, and I have basically, like, I don't know, like an hour and a half after work to throw shit together for this, so I didn't really want, like, a, you know, like, competition. Like, you can just win. You had more time. You had today off, but... Oh, I yeah, but then you said you didn't want to do that, so I just didn't. Yeah. So I have I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. Without, like a few without little... the promise of competition. No, you know? not even that. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe I misunderstood, but so I, I, yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I could have written a whole episode. I didn't, so... We, well, yeah. we we're just gonna hang out and talk to you guys about whatever. Tell some spooky stories. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If I, if we get in the spooking mood, maybe it'll go in that direction. Well, that's. I mean, I have a couple already, but yeah. Yeah, I've got a few things that I definitely want to talk about with you. Um, yeah. I just didn't write anything, but yeah. uh, first of all, I think we have to address the elephant in the room, which is that it was your birthday yesterday, and I forgot to say happy birthday to you, and just realized uh, on I air. I have already, uh, I have already marked it in my uh, book of incursions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. man. No, I'm sorry. And it's you know what's fucked up is that I actually Evan's birthday is one of the few friends' birthdays. You, oh, you t- you tell me multiple times a year how my birthday is the only yeah. one of your it's, friends that you know. Well, so I the keep ones. them all marked down, and I just I was at work, so I just must have missed my. Yeah. I have a reminder set for everybody's birthday. But um, generally speaking, yeah, Evans is the only birthday that I actually remember because it for a long time it was the password to his Xbox, and yeah. I was crashing on my couch in his house for a while, yeah. which then became his couch. Uh, yeah. And so I was using that Xbox a lot, and so I, I, I actually know yeah. Evans' birthday. And so that's yeah, an even more... Yeah, you this multiple times a year, I know. and then it's yesterday a mo- comes and goes. I know. It's a more egregious... That's right. That's right, dude. I literally forgot it was my birthday until I got to work yesterday morning. Yeah, and you know I have like a calendar, so like tasks and whatnot. And I crossed out the twenty five, and I look. I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. Yep, <laughs> yep. yep. There it is. Um, yeah, I feel I felt the same way this year. I like almost didn't even realize my birthday was had come and gone. It was. Uh, I mean, mine's mine's right before like a major holiday. So like. Yeah. There's always some sort of something going on, which is nice, but 
Yeah. And yours is actually right pretty close to a major holiday as well. So there's always yeah, things, always fun things to do. Yep. Yeah. Um, we're of course talking about uh, about Samhain. Yeah. So yep, yeah. pronounced correctly as well. Yeah, unless I'm talking about the um, the Glen Danzig band because I think they yeah. call that Sam. I do, I do believe they call it Sam Hain. Glen yeah. Danzig's not smart enough to. <laughs> to, to I still, anytime I think of Glen Danzig, there's two things that I think of. Well, he the is the most of him getting fucking clocked. Well, the, yeah, there's the video of him, and I'll put the audio in here, where he's like arguing with that massive dude in some hardcore band. Yeah. Fuck you, motherfucker, fucker, and then he just gets and he gets just smoked just out, like fucking. Sent to another dimension by this a <laughs> yeah. big fucking dude, and you know Glenn Danzig's like five five, like yeah, and he used I mean, to be yeah, pretty he's, built. He's got but, arms, but yeah, he's, he's five foot five. He's a, he's a little dude, and this was not like prime Danzig. This was like yeah. fifty year old Danzig. He just gets yeah. his fucking face. Yeah, this was old, this was pretty recent when it was added to YouTube. Yeah, maybe like ten years ago, I would say sometime yeah. in the last ten years. Um, but then also the Aqua Teen Hunger Force episode where um the cybernetic ghost of christmas past where like the house is haunted by like a robot elf from the future and he starts making like elven blood come from all the sprinklers and stuff and so then danzig comes and like buys the house because he's he's stoked about the blood (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he's like i didn't spend five hundred thousand fucking dollars on this fucking house so I bought this house because there's fucking blood coming out of the fucking walls. You better make that fucking sprinkler bleed. It's something like that. I haven't seen it in a long time. But <laughs> and the robot is like trying to leave the house and he's talking to Master Shake. He's like, I have to get away from that man. He is so loud. He is so scary. And he never wears a shirt. <laughs> yeah. That's my Glenn Danzig memory. Yeah. Fuck you, motherfucker. Ugh. So, uh, yeah. so what did you do? Anything fun? I mean, I just worked, um, yeah. and came home. And oh well, actually, uh, I, I, I tell you that off air. Don't don't need to tell you on it. But uh, no, it was uh, yeah, it was fine. And then <laughs> I did fall asleep on my couch <laughs> for like an hour and a half. Um, and then woke up and uh, wrote this stupid little thing. Then went back to bed. So it was a uh, a very thirty three year old birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dog. We, we, yeah, where we, I didn't realize it was my birthday. Right. Then, <laughs> there was just like I, no fanfare. Your good yeah. friends didn't text you, and like did, no, it, well, most of your friends did, probably you did. Didn't. Yeah, I'm, yeah, am I the only one who didn't? Yeah. Well, no. Uh, actually, so, like uh, you and our, our mutual friend also didn't, or like any of us, uh, any of those guys. But I had a bunch of other ones to it. Good. 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 Yeah. All right. Good. Well, I'm glad that I was the outlier. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not like we've never been like you know our little friend group has never been like birth big on birthdays yeah. so it's not like it would have ever been anything more than like a hey man happy birthday like glad yeah. you're alive you're my and friend the, the only one of our friends that we uh, that probably does get the happy birthday text from us every year is because his wife texts all of us to yeah tell us. yeah right yeah. um anyway i digress yep happy birthday thank you very much i sir. do care about you and i'm glad you're still alive thank you and uh, i will when i see you tomorrow i will buy you a beer <clears throat> um so what else what's the what's the fucking situation what do we got going on where so we're just we're kind of we're just kind of hanging today folks uh yeah yep just yeah just uh giving you guys a few uh spooky and not so spooky stories uh while you listen to this and um you know 
while you're working on Monday when it's Halloween, you know? Get ready to uh, probably party to actually the weekend before. Mm-hmm. I know I have a Chris, uh, Christmas. I have a Halloween party to go to this weekend. Oh, that's cool. cool. I have no idea what my costume is going to be. Last year, I went as Jean-Luc Picard yep. and shaved the top of my head. That was very funny. Yeah. Um, not sure what I'm going to do this year. I, uh, I, I may have peripherally been invited to... The Halloween party. I had a couple of people. Well, like I, I know that <laughs> I, I had I'm, like, multiple people invited. were like, "Oh, like I'm having a party. Like you can come. You should come." Yeah. But I like I have not for one second seriously considered attending any of them. Okay. And so it's it like literally has not even like been a thing that I've thought that I would do. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, for sure. So there's yeah. like not not even any semblance of an it invitation ever being. was given. Like, but yeah, but it, even uh, then, it was necessarily received though. <laughs> right, but it also <laughs> was. It was no like nobody like handed me an invitation to like their bash. It was just sort of like, oh yeah, you want to come to this Halloween party? I know. Well, that I would probably go to though if it was like some big grand like oh the costumed yeah. ball. At the, uh, at, the, at the Knights of Columbus. <laughs> oh my God! The Knights um, of Columbus. Yeah, that would be at the Legion Hall. Something like that, I would consider doing. I honestly don't think I've dressed up for Halloween in like probably like six years. Yeah, like it's been a while. It's just never. You know what? Halloween's cool, and like I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. But I'm not like a Halloween guy. Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, I probably the most effort I ever put into a costume was. Maybe in like 2017, I think it was 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, when I went as a Henry Spencer from Eraserhead. And Is that the I main spent, character? Yeah, and I spent like an hour getting my hair to stand up straight. Yeah, like his. And the party was at AS220 in Providence with Elder was playing, <laughs> and we went there. And then you know, so I have this so much product in my hair, getting it to like stand up straight, and it took me so long to get that shit out. The next day while I was showering, just like piles and piles of fucking shit coming out of it Mm -hmm. but that was good yeah i went pretty hard in the paint that time yeah Eraserhead. that's uh i've heard of that movie it's my favorite that's your favorite movie i know that and i've seen uh scenes from it where there's a little lady in the radiator yeah yeah the lit with the fucked up cheeks i don't even remember i just know there's a little she's like is she singing yeah kind of reminded me of everything is uh fine You'll get yours, and I'll get mine. Oh. Yeah. Now he just reads the weather. <laughs> yeah. You know? Today is Thursday, October 27th. I don't know what it is said to be. That's how he begins all of them. Yeah. I heard they sleeping on me 30, gotta wake them up. You say you ran off on the plug, but you ain't take enough. You broke it, fuck, you try to rob, I bet I drink you up. Three seven five guy, we locked the shot, or we gon' take you up. I'm at career with the top, or I'm active up in these streets. You acting like you want problems, show no action when it be. Put hundreds up in them cars, no talking, don't do no arguing. I'm thugging in my apartment, you pull up, we get it poppin'. Make little Hank come out the garbage. I'm beat third, not talking about rocks. BGE, check out my pocket, finna take a trip to Washington. A boss with it, I got a hundred niggas thugging at the loft with me. I'm out in Cali, me and bad playing golf with it. Bad bitches from the hill, treat them like toast bitches. N- never speak on what I heard or what I saw, nigga. I just threw about 50,000 in a vault, nigga. Book me now, it cost, nigga. I'm worth something. This bitch bad as hell, but she worth something. I ain't never popped a perk just to go hurt some or murk some. Nigga, play with me, I'ma shirt some.
Bitch, you fucking with a motherfucking murderer, I'm built like that. Nigga speaking on my night, you get killed like that. Why you ride with them choppers? Cause I feel like that. Catch you dissing on the guy and get your shit peeled back. Put a hole in it, fit it, turned it to a snapback. Breaking down bowls in the city, bitch, I'm bringing trap back. I see you talking in my comments, but I'm not gonna clap back. I could've killed you last week when I caught you at Outback. Quit all that woofing to these hoes for you be going outside. Um, so do you want to, do you want to kick us off with some of your stuff? Sure. Yeah. This is the one that's not really like a spooky story. It's definitely, um, something that just happened in the news, but that it's like kind of one of those things that happens and you just feel this overwhelming sense of dread Okay. about uh, the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am of course talking about the congressional, uh, uh, progressive caucus, the, the other CPC, if you will, uh, the congressional progressive caucus is, uh, letter to president biden about um you know the potential of you know nuclear armageddon and maybe that we should tone down uh you know the war in ukraine so uh the letter which is i mean it's really it's it's very uh i'll I'll just read it here at least some of it it's very um tame (laughs) it's definitely pulls a lot of punches but it was released on the 24th Mm -hmm. it says dear mr president rewrite re We write with appreciation for your commitment to Ukraine's legitimate struggle against Russia's war of aggression. Your support for the self-defense of an independent, sovereign, and democratic state has been supported by Congress, including through various appropriations of military, economic, and humanitarian aid in furtherance of this cause. Your administration's policy was critical to enable the Ukrainian people, through their courageous fighting and heroic sacrifices, to deal a historic military defeat to Russia, forcing Russia to dramatically scale back the stated goals of the invasion. Crucially, you achieve this while also maintaining that it is imperative to avoid direct military conflict with Russia, which would lead to, quote, World War III, something we must strive to prevent. The risk of nuclear weapons being used has been estimated to be higher now than at any time since the height of the Cold War. And by that, I mean, uh, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis, which, coincidentally, this is like uh, the uh, anniversary of this week. Really? Yeah. Dang. I don't know why in my mind. uh, It's called the uh, October Crisis in Mm. Cuba, I do believe. Yeah. Um, Another famous nuclear crisis, the hunt for Red October. Ooh. Um, Wasn't that sort of, was it like a nuclear sub? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, I'm Captain Vladimir <laughs> Sisko from the Soviet Union. I was born and raised Soviet in a, accent, I was yeah. born and raised in St. Petersburg, which the, what did they call back then? Leningrad. Stalingrad. Yeah. <laughs> Leningrad, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> given the catastrophic... Not the torpedo, them. comrades. It's time to <laughs> spread some communism. <laughs> So, so uh, let's drive the American pig dogs back to the. With each, with each, each time you get into it, you're getting like much, much more like a deeper Scottish accent. Yeah, until you're sounding just like fucking Hagrid or something. Well, it was Sean Connery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's got a particular accent. It's a little, uh, you yeah, know. He, he tried to tone it down. I think he tried to sound yeah. more like English yeah, exactly, later in his yeah. career. But if you see the early, like the old James Bond movies, he sounds yeah. like, he yeah, sounds he Scottish as fuck. Yeah, he doesn't sound Scottish. Yeah. No, he does in the early Oh, ones, oh so. it does, does. Like, as he got older, you, you could tell he was like trying to <sighs> sound, he had this weird thing, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so anyway, given the catastrophic possibilities of nuclear escalation and miscalculation, which only increase the longer this war continues, we agree with your goal of avoiding direct military conflict as an overriding national security priority. Given the destruction created by this war for Ukraine and the world, as well as the risk of catastrophic escalation, we also believe it is in the interest of Ukraine, the U.S., and the world to avoid a prolonged conflict. For this reason, we urge you to pair the military and economic support the United States has provided to Ukraine with a proactive diplomatic push, redoubling efforts to seek a realistic framework for a ceasefire. This is uh, consistent with your recognition that, quote, there's going to have to be a negotiated settlement here, and your concern that Vladimir Putin, quote, doesn't have a way out right now, and I'm trying to figure out what we do about that. We are under no illusions regarding the difficulties involved in engaging Russia, given its outrageous and illegal invasion of Ukraine and its decision to make additional legal annexations of Ukrainian territory. However, if there is a way to end the war while preserving a free and independent Ukraine, it is America's responsibility to pursue every diplomatic avenue, yada yada yada. Um, uh, the invasion has caused incalculable harm for the people of Ukraine, leading to the deaths of countless thousands of civilians, Ukrainian soldiers, and displacement of 13 million people. Uh, yada yada. Uh, Russia has control over roughly 20% of Ukraine's territory. This conflict threatens an additional tens of millions more worldwide as skyrocketing prices in wheat, fertilizer, and fuel spark acute crises in global hunger and poverty. A war that has allowed to grind on for years, potentially escalating in intensity and geographic scope, threatens to displace, kill, and immiserate far more Ukrainians while causing hunger, poverty, and death around the world. Basically, the whole thing is like, yes, while we know that this is, um, you know, a uh, terrible war that shouldn't have happened. Uh, we do recognize that Russia uh, had basically has the capability uh, single-handedly to annihilate the world, and the United States wouldn't let that happen without also taking part, is mainly what this is saying, and that therefore um, there should we should stop sending so much you know, weapons, but rather you know maybe try to find a way that all sides can leave this with some dignity intact uh, and not you know lead to Armageddon. So that was the letter. This was released. Okay. Um, basically, just and oh, by the way, just just to clear things up. So about ninety percent of the world's nuclear arsenal is owned by Russia and the U.S. Russia actually has more; has about ten percent more. So Russia has just under six thousand, while America has about fifty four hundred. Is that fifty four hundred nuclear warheads? Weapons. Or? Okay, <laughs> so it's not like a tonnage or a whatever. That's no, like that is just fucking nukes. individual nukes. Fucking, like, have you ever fucked around with one of those nuke maps online? Well, what, what, what so mean? like there are there is this interactive nuke map that you can use that yeah. you can uh, input all these different uh, factors like wind speed. Oh yeah, yeah. I've what type of whether it's like an, an air detonation or a ground detonation? Yeah. The tonnage, the payload, whatever. And then yep. just pick like a part of the planet for the nuke to get dropped in, and then yeah, depending yeah. on weather patterns, it'll like and like you know proximity to the ocean, whatever, it'll yeah. tell you like how far and how deadly the fallout will extend. Yeah. And so I was testing because obviously like Boston's not going to get nuked, right? Like it probably won't, you know, unless at a certain. Uh, point. Well, no, if it gets to like a nuclear exchange, it definitely will. Right, because it's just on the it's on the eastern seaboard. I mean, it's a it's a heavy population center with like a lot of. University like concentration and, of research. Yeah. You know, especially like pharmaceutical research and that kind of thing. Maybe. It I don't know. My thought was it that would 100% get New York <laughs> definitely would, though. New York yeah. would. I mean, it would be like D.C., then uh, New York. Um, I mean, the Boston area would be one of the first spots nuked. You think sure. so? Yeah. You would get uh -huh. Houston as well. I mean, yeah, dude, it's a 
huge concentration of people as well as you know valuable research institutes valuable research laboratories that kind of thing it'll definitely yeah but but Fenway Park's here well you know I've played Fallout 4 I know what happens to Fenway that's true. That game could have been so much better. Um, yeah, but <laughs> so if if New York gets nuked, we're fine, and we don't get nuked, we'll be okay. Yeah. Depending depending on I get to the like. Oh, if it's, a, if it's a if it's a if it's a if it's an above ground detonation, I forget what those are called, but like where it detonates in the air. Uh, yeah, yeah. We uh, that, will we lot, will experience. A lot of nukes are above ground. Yeah. So you that's, the fallout detonate, would. Yeah, the thermonuclear bombs generally detonate the, above the ground. It's the ground detonations that actually like aren't that crazy outside of the immediate area yeah. of detonation and the fallout is way less severe but yeah the, yeah the air detonations yeah, we, the, we would like definitely a, get irradiated but we wouldn't like a thermonuclear bomb that you detonate those above ground and it's just like the shock wave coming down just a, like obliterates yeah it just like flattens everything. all the territory yeah so that okay so we think that'll happen or well i mean that's the so right now this is the highest possibility since the fucking Cuban Missile Crisis. Right. And I know um, still technically the Doomsday Clock hasn't moved past 100 seconds to midnight, but, you know, I've seen estimates of people saying that's probably at this point like 30 seconds. Uh, in case people don't know, the Doomsday Clock was something devised uh, back during the Cold War to estimate the um, how close America was to is to nuclear Armageddon. The highest was in the Cuban Missile Crisis. I'm not sure how, how close to midnight it was then. But right now, yeah, the estimates are probably about under a minute. Wow, whose estimates are those? Um, let me see, Doomsday Clock. I know that the Doomsday Clock is a plot device in Watchmen, which is yes, fucking it is. sweet. <laughs> Watchmen's better than oh yeah, so it's uh it's developed by Atomic, uh, the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists. Um, it's been maintained since 1947. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. The Doomsday yeah, the Bulletin Clock. of the Atomic Scientists. Where are we at right now? Non-profit. It is 100 seconds to midnight. Yeah, but really, it hasn't moved there since, I think, the end of the Cold War. So, right now, um, it's probably quite a bit closer. Oh, I guess it has moved since the end of the Cold War, yeah. Has it anyway, moved yeah. back? Well, no, the, uh, once uh, the Cold War ended, it was um, back to about... Well, it was pretty far back. But, yeah, we're pretty close. Anyway. The farthest from midnight. In 2020, oh. 2018, it was two minutes. Two minutes uh, to midnight. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Fucking Maiden. Two minutes to midnight. That's what that song is all about, now that I think about it. The hands yeah. that threaten doom. Yeah. It's about the doomsday clock. Fuck, I never realized yeah. that. Okay. 2015, it was three minutes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's the best we've done? I'm not going to go crazy here. Yeah. Oh, 2012, we were five minutes. Six minutes in 2010. Seven in 2002. Nine in 98. 14 minutes to midnight in 1995. 17 in 91. Yeah, then back in the 80s, it was getting fucking crazy. Seven, oh. mi- seven minutes to midnight. Fucking. Yep. How close did we get? How close did we get? Yeah, 1960, it was like seven, seven, seven minutes. seconds. Seven minutes in 1960. Oh, yeah, yeah oh, no, yeah, actually, yeah. The, we're the closest we, it's ever been right now. Nice, cool, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Anyway. Um, it is still 100 seconds to midnight. Okay, yeah. cool. So, yeah, we're fucked. I mean, you know, it's... it's. 
Yeah, so anyway, uh, so then, here's the thing, now, like, just like a day later, uh, so the leader of the CPC, this is the Congressional Progressive Caucus, not the Communist Party of China, um, this is the other CPC, the lame CPC, uh, Representative Pramila J. Apple, uh, basically, she comes out and she's like, now hold on here. No, she's the leader of- God damn minute. (laughs) She's the leader of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, who sent the letter? Yeah, and she says, uh, "The letter. This letter was drafted several months ago, uh, and unfortunately, staff didn't vet it. Uh, so she's throwing staffers under the bus. Um, and she's like, we 'We didn't know this was going to be released right now. Uh, we wholeheartedly remove it, and uh, I take full responsibility.' But this was done by staffers without telling us. Meanwhile, it was tweeted by the fucking official CPC account on Twitter." Um, and staffers have since come out, uh, as well as other people, anonymously saying, uh, Pramila J. Apple absolutely knew that this was coming out right now. Like, everybody knew this was coming out. We don't just, like, release shit like this without the head of the fucking Her caucus. name is Parmella? Pramila J. Apple. Pramila? Yeah. J, like the letter, period. No. Apple? No. No, Pramila J. Apple. Okay. J. Apple. Yeah. She's, uh, she's, uh... South Asian? Sure she's Indian. Yeah, South, uh, South Asian. Okay. Though. Um, I thought it so, was Pramila J. Apple. J. Apple. <laughs> yeah, I thought that's what her name was, dude. I don't yeah. know who this person is. And you said yeah. it like I was a fucking moron, okay? Her name could just as easily have been Pramila J. Apple. Pramila. Uh, and I said, is Pamela it J. Apple? J. Apple? And you're like, no, it's J. Apple. Like, fucking, okay, pal. <laughs> yeah, Pamela J. Apple. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It could be. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so she comes out and, uh, Say, like all upset saying that they didn't know this then it comes out but now uh she also says that actually you know gop has shown opposition so just we want to show a united front with the other democrats about this really what i think happened is that they got whipped <laughs> by uh democratic leadership for mm-hmm. putting this out probably with you know a lot of uh military intelligence ties and we're told to get the fucking line or we're gonna like drop some oppo on you and you're gonna be out of the fucking house um, you know, like they did with Madison Cawthorn. Sure. You can drop the Madison Cawthorn video in here again if you want. That's so funny. Yeah, I'll see if I still have the audio, because I remember getting that audio was actually kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, so if I still have it, I will throw it in. Yeah, you can do him doing the monkey Or, or we can honestly just... Oh, my yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah, Oh, Madison, your dick's near my face. Oh, my yeah, Oh, man. Oh. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I just thought of something, and we can fucking cut this out if you want. So yeah. I'm gonna say what popped into my head, and then you can be the arbiter of justice. But okay. I just, <laughs> I just, I feel like I won't. If I ever meet him, I just want to be like, "Hey, man, edited for content." <laughs> it's fucking insane, man. And he's a piece of shit. So yeah, I feel like it's okay. But uh, that's well, up to you. If you want to keep that, you're the one who said it. Yeah. So. No, I'll probably cut it out. Yeah. But <laughs> I yeah, I, w- I would not want my voice. <laughs> no, man. But uh, yeah, it'll have to. It'll have to go. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fella. Hey, Anyone hey, ever fella. tell you? <laughs> I like the way you pump. <laughs> you know, despite your <laughs> despite, despite your, your uh, proclivity shortcomings. Or- yeah. <laughs> you, you managed just fine, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll tell I you, gotta what, tell I you. did not see that coming. 
I gotta tell you, son, it's moments like this where we're reminded that if you put your mind to it, you can achieve anything. You can hump anything. Oh, good God. They say it's 24 hours that I got to live, but I'm on the earth still. We going body for body for real, and we go L-O-C-O for the kills. I'm the young nigga that's trapping, still fuck with the rapping in the streets, give a fuck about a deal. We having white, green, drinking them pills. The lives call me Hank cause I'm king of the hill. They say it's 24 hours that I got to live, but I'm on the earth still. We going body for body for real, and we go L-O-C-O for the kills. I'm the young nigga that's trapping, still fuck with the rapping in the streets, give a fuck about a deal. We having white, green, drinking them pills. The lives call me Hank cause I'm king of the hill. If they gon' kill me, then why they ain't did it yet, huh? I'm still here breathing. Still on the block selling junkies that's fiending. Watch him murder gang stand on the meaning. Come to my hood, nigga, I'm bigger than Ching. Back in hot bars, we feeling like Weezy. I said it cause we getting money and bleeding. Nigga still a touch straight to a demon. Y'all believe in that shit that them niggas be rapping and talking about shit they don't know about. We gon' take niggas, take bitches' souls out. And you know that we is on the road now. Nigga run up on smoke and get blowed down. Used to get money from hoes and shows now. They booked it so it's time to roll out. With them choppers, you know that we showed out. 24 hours that I got to live. But I'm on the earth still. We going body for body for real. And we go LOCO for the kills. I'm the young nigga that's trapping, still fuck with the rapping in the streets, give a fuck about a deal. We having white, green, drinking them pills. The lives call me Hank cause I'm king of the hill. They say it's 24 hours that I got to live. But I'm on the earth still. We going body for body for real. And we go LOCO for the kills. I'm the young nigga that's trapping, still fuck with the rapping in the streets, give a fuck about a deal. We having white, green, drinking them pills. The lives call me Hank cause I'm king of the hill. Um, all right. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, fucking. Um, anyway, yeah. So these these fucking spineless twats just fucking. Uh, and th- this is supposed to be the left flank of the Democratic Party, you know, the anti-war, all that. You know, I mean, sure. it's quite. You know, not not to uh, you know make light of the war. Obviously, I mean, I think we've been on record multiple times on how abhorrent we both find it. War. Um, what war? Or this, this war. war. Yeah, this war. It's a, it's a, more in general, yeah. yes, but this yeah. war especially. Evan and I are pacifists. We're a couple yeah. of we're a couple of pussy unless it's pacifists. The, unless it's uh, the working class revolution, and then I say, get to it. Off with their <laughs> goddamn heads, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I keep I I want to keep reminding Evan. I've said this before. I'm really just repeating it for the for the the show that when the glorious revolution comes, Evan will absolutely make it through the first wave. But like second wave of executions, he's toast. Like when they start going for like the 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 hardline like old guard of people that were at the first wave of the re- of the revolution because they have the to Jacobins. Yeah, I mean they have to go because in oh, order yes, to truly the the uh, yeah the the counter revolution. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, he's he's gone. When uh, what what were they called? Oh fuck, I forget what what was the the name of that group in the French Revolution after the Jacobins when they killed um, uh, oh, God. Robespierre. Um, the, uh, shit. Yeah, I don't uh, remember. Girondins. The Girondins, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I wouldn't have gotten it, but now that you say it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been a, a, you know, a Jacobin in my head, lopped off by the Girondins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so, uh, (laughs) so I, you know, I take pride in that. Um. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, uh, anyway, um, so yeah, I, you know, I've seen seen other Dems, you know, off record or, you know, or anonymously as well. Staffers say that Jay Apple 100% knew of the contents of the letter at the time of release. Um, and like I said, they probably got a stern talking to. And, you know, really, it's, um, 
The thing that's scary is that, like, you have official state rags like the Washington Post and New York Times, which over the months have been uh, ramping up stories about how actually a nuclear war might be kind of swag, question mark. Um, you know, I've seen stories come out, I think it was New York Times or WAPO or whatever, about how uh, actually the, the solution to global warming might be a small nuclear war. Uh, and th those are the things that really scare me is when these rags, which are state mouthpieces, are like trying to like drum up popular support for a fucking nuclear exchange, which again, you'll remember 15, uh, about 6,000 bombs by Russia, 5,400 by the US. This is probably end life on earth. So let's just, you know, be, a, yeah, or at the very least it would, it would end any recognizable life. life. Huge, you yeah. Know, the roaches might make it. Yeah. But it would also like end, definitely end life in certain parts of the world, which is yeah. obviously not what we want. Oh, there just, would be like, I mean, like barren, like you deserts. see people like just to show it to Putin, they'll send the world into the volcano. Yeah. It's like you're you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're a dangerous one at that. Yeah, he well he so he, here's the thing too. Like I don't know. Never mind. I, I, continue. No, I mean that that's mostly what I had to say. Yeah, it's 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 dire. It's a bad situation, and we probably should all try to cool off and figure out how to do this even if you have to give the person who did wrong some leeway how the world did it for the u.s for a while the u.s has yeah. been threatening nuclear war for 60 plus years yeah and they've gotten everything because of it right <laughs> you know what i mean maybe it's time we give the kid a fucking lollipop yeah like okay man just fucking let's cool off yeah let's let's not i also the nukes i also there is like a weird i guess poetic uh situation about where the closest we've come to nuclear war was not between two competing ideologies which i think this really shows just how bullshit the entire cold war you know story was uh this isn't two competing ideologies these are two capitalist states fighting over what amounts to access to oil pipelines and the ability to sell oil to europe that's what this war is about yeah um and that's you know when alex herbert was on the podcast we talked about this you know the materialist analysis is that these two countries are fighting because they want control of the pipelines they want control of ukraine and because ukraine helps to sell oil to the rest of fucking europe right and the united states right now is like selling so much oil to europe after blowing up the nord stream 2 pipelines and they're charging like 10 times more yeah <laughs> like yeah it's crazy they've marked it up like crazy because this is what they wanted mm -hmm. and so i think it really shows how bullshit the entire story of the Cold War was, it wasn't between ideologies. It was about hegemony. <laughs> yeah. Just like war always is. And yeah. uh, that's what this war is. Anyway. Well, no, it's so. just like in, so in my latest CK3 campaign, um, you know, I'm actually <laughs> at, at a real fucky point. So, you know, the great thing about that game yeah. is that when you're on a roll, like when you're like, when you reach like unstoppable levels, yeah. the game it's makes sure that you get stressed. Yeah. And that's why I love that game because like you can't just have like a perfect even my most like steamroll campaigns through that game like there are always like crises. Yeah, see CK two. That's the one thing CK three does better than CK two because CK two there was definitely an event horizon where yeah. once you reached it you weren't crumbling. <laughs> like well, so I'm still probably not going to, but like I might have to retake some serious swaths. So I started as a as a in an eight six seven start as um as uh, Earl Alfred of wessex uh and you know sometimes that yeah. goes your way sometimes it doesn't you're basically banking sometimes on your she stays, sometimes she goes boys right like he's like goes. one of the best uh pre-made starting characters in the game alfred the great right yeah but you have to there's a few things that have to happen for him to 
ascend, and one of them is that your older brother has to die, and you have to inherit the yeah. petty kingdom of Wessex. And once you have that, you've got a pretty clear shot to taking all of England, but then you got to fight off the Vikings, and with these new patches, the Vikings are super fucking... They're super fucking OP. Um, so every five years, you're getting invaded by an 8,000-strong army, so you got to... Yeah. Whatever. But I'm pretty good at the game at this point. You know, I've been playing for years now since you finally got me to play this stupid game. So yep. I do that. Within Alfred's lifetime, I've formed the Empire of Britannia. Um, yep. And right now in the game, it's like 1050, so it's still the Viking Age, and I control everything. <laughs> like all of Western and Central Europe, a good chunk of Spain most of scandinavia well, only the viking age in the game that the real viking age had already ended yeah no no i know i'm talking about okay. the game though um i just conquered egypt because i could like i'm so i'm fucking yes. everywhere i'm I, i'm i'm painting the map at this point and it's not painting even the map it's, Alfred. it's right and it's not even 1066 so yeah. i had this really great emperor emperor wait raidwald uh nice. i like that name yeah he was raidwald and uh he 48 year reign died at 79 fucking genius i've bred genius into my fucking line i've bred nice. giant into my line i've bred beautiful into my line i'm working on hail uh or whatever the herculean um yeah. my, my my fucking kids are all fucked i need, basically what i do is as soon as i have a genius king i get my genius sons married to other genius women and then yep. just to make sure they have genius kids i seduce their wives and fucking put my royal seed in there and yeah. just hope they don't find out. So most of my grandkids are also my kids. <laughs> so, yeah. And then sometimes that's also with like my nieces and daughters. The game's fucked. It's so fucking yeah. stupid how it makes you think. Anyway, long story short. So Emperor Raidwald, fucking 48-year reign, glorious. Dies natural causes. His yeah. son, who's like primed, ready to go. He's a giant. He's beautiful. He's not a genius. He's the three-candle one. But he's, you know, got the genius gene. Quick? Yeah. Uh, no, quick is one. Uh I want to say gifted or intelligent or something is three, yeah. and then genius is, is the next one. Um, and his son is beautiful and something else. And I'm not kidding. I was emperor for less than a year. Boom, assassinated, done. And, like, I had, like, a, like a 30-level uh, spy master, everybody, whatever, just got killed. And so now I'm, like, a 10-year-old. Fuck it. I hadn't even had time to, like, get shit in order yet. Because usually, like, I'm pruning the family tree. One guy yeah. gets everything, no matter fucking what. And then yeah. I hand out titles to get people to like me once he's dead. But, yeah, um, yeah boom, dead. And then immediately, like, half of my kingdom is like, yeah, we want independence. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 I'm in the war now, and I have I have the manpower to do it, but I'm not kidding. Because my empire is so big, I have to fight, like, a war in Egypt, and then also a war in fucking Lotharingia, and then also, like, a war you, in... Uh, that's what happens when you blob, dude. I know. I'm going to win. I'm going to do it. But, like, and let me just put it to you this way. If I don't, when my boy comes of age, shit's going to get bad for everybody yeah. that ever crossed me. I love yeah. that game so much. Anyway, it's, it's like so that, but in real life, and uh, it's not fun because we might all die. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yep. So I've got another spooky tale. Do you want me to tell, or do you have one? Uh, we can do mine if you want, and then we can sandwich with yours. So mine isn't necessarily a spooky tale. I uh, okay. When I was looking for spooky tales, I... um. And there were a lot of things that I was thinking about, like, oh, we could talk about Countess Bathory, but then I was like, that actually just might be a fun episode. And then I was like, oh, we could talk about Haitian zombies, but again, like, voodoo might be kind of a cool episode. So yeah. instead, as I was looking, I kept finding these lists of, like, 
30 spooky facts and like events yeah. in history that'll really get you. And I found one that I just think is the best slash worst of them all. Uh, and it, what is it called? It is called uh, 30 random creepy facts to deprive somebody of sleep. And so what I want to do, Evan, is I want to yeah. go through this list with you okay. um, starting at 30. and work our way towards the top because man some of these are fucking wild and the ranking of them is nuts like the order that they're in facts that will make me not sleep yeah and like so like gearing up towards like what number one is i don't know i just thought this was a really funny one and then we can just sort of talk about whether we think it's properly rated uh whether it should be on the list whether it's spookier than it's rated all right so number 30 of the spooky facts that will keep you awake at night okay some female spiders Allow their young to eat them alive. Did you know that? Like when they're born, they they leave their bodies there as nutrition. Not spooky. Right. Yeah, it's not very spooky. That's number 30, though. That's low on the list. Zero hauntings. The number 29. Okay. You are more likely than any other day to die on your birthday. The chances that you'll die on your birthday is 6.7%, which is higher oh, than any other day. Yeah, you're probably more likely to be intoxicated or yeah, celebrating. No, or... Next. <laughs> There's a lot of these. we got to go quick. I know. 28. <laughs> Fatal familial insomnia makes it impossible for someone to sleep for months at a time. Ooh. Criminal. Is that fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, dude, this list is hilarious. No, no, no. Number 27. Criminologists estimate that there's a one in three chance police will never identify your killer if you are murdered in the United States. I already knew that, and next. I think it's actually even worse now. Number 26. People with I think it's something like oh, over half of all murders aren't solved. You already said next, so we, we can't yep, go back. Next, next, next. Not Number 26. People with Cotard's syndrome believe that parts of their body are missing, or that they are dying, dead, or don't exist. They may also think that nothing exists. Man. Okay, that sucks for them. Not spooky for me. Yeah, no. One of those cotards. Number next. twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> During the mummification process, <laughs> this one cracked me up. Just like whoever wrote this list is a fucking animal loser. <laughs> During the mummification process, I don't know if you knew this. Ancient Egyptians remove the brain through one of the nostrils. Oh come on, dude! You learn this in, when you're in like fifth grade. It's, oh my god! Are you next. are you gonna be able to sleep tonight? Yeah, yeah. If I could do oh, dude, this next one's also this, this next one's also fucking wild. Okay. <laughs> All right, get ready to have your mind blown. Okay. Number twenty-four. Two hundred and fifty thousand deaths a year are due to medical errors. Dude, this is fucking awful. <laughs> Number twenty-three. Arrhythmic death syndrome is a sudden condition where someone seemingly healthy dies suddenly with no apparent cause of death. Oh no shit, dude. It's called a fucking like, aneurysm. Like, let's go. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude? This is, oh, ooh. This is going to get you. Okay. Number 22. Some ants turn into zombies via parasitic okay. fungus, which manipulates next, their next brains. Fucking, yes, I've, I, I've played a little bit of Last of Us. Okay, so this one's actually cool, though. Number 21. King Charles II um, drank alcohol mixed with pulverized human skulls. That's pretty fucked. That's pretty right. fucked. Not really spooky, though. Next. <laughs> Number 20. And this one, actually, this did fuck with me. This is one of the only facts. That, I don't know if it's spooky, but it had me thinking. Uh, your cell phone is likely yeah. at least 10 times dirtier than the average toilet seat. Knew, knew about this. Next. <laughs> okay. 
I, I can tell that would freak you out, you fucking weirdo. But... I'm not a germaphobe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're. You're. Uh, I'm. I'm. A... I'm not even really a hypochondriac because yeah. actually being sick doesn't freak me out. It's. It's. I just have it's like when you're not sick, but something isn't quite right, and you. Yeah, the thought. The thought of being ill is is scary to me. Uh, actually, being ill, I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, j- I'm just fucking demented. Uh, so number 19, and I actually do wash my hands, uh, like, a, an alarming amount, but... Well, me too, but that's also because I'm a chemist, so I probably wash my hands, like, 15, 20 times a day. Yeah, I just do it because I jerk off a lot, and I'm not trying to be rude to anyone. Okay, well, all right. Number 19. That's spookier than I have these facts. Speaki- speaking of, number 19, alien hand syndrome is a phenomenon in which one hand is not under not control of the mind. The person loses control of the hand, and it acts yep. as if it has a mind Read of its own. Read about this in a book when I was a kid. Didn't freak me Number out. 18, out. horned lizards can defend themselves by squirting blood out of their eyes. Wow. A ho- an animal has Number a weird 17. mechanism. Shh. Number 17, technically, it's not impossible to die from holding in a sneeze. Some injuries from holding in a sneeze can be very serious, such as ruptured brain aneurysms, ruptured throat, and collapsed lungs. So if you have to sneeze, you better let, let it out. out. Number uh, 16. Because I don't hold in sneezes. <laughs> Dude, this is another one. This is halfway up the list. This is going to keep you awake at night. Right. More than 80% of our ocean is unmapped and unexplored. <laughs> no shit. I, again, I knew this since I was a little kid. Number 15. This is like compiling books for like 12-year-olds. Number 15. With like weird like obsessions and then just telling the facts. Okay. <laughs> Fuck off. Number 15. Ducklings might engage in cannibalistic behaviors when they're bored. Cool. Next. Can you imagine? You're born, wow. you have all these brothers and sisters, Again, okay. there's but nothing this to is do. This just like, sometimes animals do weird things. Yeah, no, this list it's is like, oh, no shit. When you die, the last sense to leave your body is the ability to hear. Oh. Cool, all right. <laughs> Number 13, while Ted Bundy was so a psychology major. Maybe. While Ted Bundy was a psychology major at the University of Washington, he worked at Seattle's Suicide Hotline Crisis Center. Yeah, we talked about this in the PTK. Number 12, the <laughs> film A Nightmare on Elm Street mm, oh. is based on a real story reported in the LA Times. A boy was terrified to go to sleep, and when he did, he died while screaming about a nightmare. Yeah. True right. story. Number 11, locked-in syndrome is a condition in which a patient is fully aware but is stuck in a coma-like state. Yeah, know about that. Thanks. This one's actually great. This is this is apparently true. Number 10, two Scottish surgeons originally invented the chainsaw to assist in childbirth. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> All right, that's a decent one. That's right. We'll get her open with this new... <laughs> I, call it, <laughs> I call it the turbo scalpel. <laughs> Nurse, fetch me. Fetch me 1,500 cc's of diesel fuel, stat. <laughs> that one's decent. All right. um, number nine, spiders can survive in space. Now, I, this is fucking bonkers, because no, they can't. I think what yeah, it means no, is that like, they uh, can, uh, in zero uh, gravity, they can be can. on this. Um, Centigra- uh, why oh, man. <laughs> number eight, dogs. <laughs> dogs like squeaky toys because they mimic the screams of their prey. I thought I figured already. Yeah. Um, number seven. Did you know that climate change is making spiders bigger? Cool. Next. 
just ask Australia. Number six, uh, a haunted radio station from Russia has been broadcasting a dull, monotonous tone for 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the last three and a half decades. Every few seconds, it's joined by a second sound, like a ghostly ship sounding its foghorn. That's the foghorn. <laughs> Remember, no Russian. Um, number five, the Turritopsis dornii jellyfish is officially known as the only immortal creature in the world. It lives forever. Not creepy. Very interesting. Yeah, I've no, I knew about that too. Again, number four, there are bodies of over 150 dead hikers on Mount Everest, and they're used. Oh yeah, as I've seen those pictures. Yeah, they're yeah. freaky. Uh, did you know this is number three? Um, this is also interesting, but not uh, spooky necessarily. Did you know when they were filming Poltergeist, the 1982 Poltergeist, yeah, they I used real corpses? What? There were real corpses used as props in that movie. Oh wait, I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That actually is kind of. Eerie. Um, pretty creepy, yeah. Number two, and yeah, that's only like the last three. Number two, and this yeah, actually, I, I don't like the sound creepy. of this one either. This one is a little, a little eerie to me, and I, I have to look this up. Number two, tooth in the eye surgery. Uh, surgeons put a tooth in a blind person's eye to restore their sight. It was pioneered in the '60s, and it apparently it works and is still being done today. I'm gonna have to that look that up. Bullshit. And then number one, the spookiest fact. On a list of spooky facts that'll keep you up at night. When you die, you poop your pants. <laughs> the scariest, I mean, basically, <laughs> the scariest shit on this list. Okay. Crows can recognize and remember human faces. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> That's the coolest part of them. Dude. Yeah, no, crows are awesome. Um, So, yeah, I just... Friend of the pod, really Ian, bad. has befriended, but I do has befriended know, a crow. I do want to know about tooth in the eye. Um, tooth in the eye surgery. Yeah, no, a friend of the pod, Ian, who's been on multiple episodes, he has befriended a crow that goes outside his house. He named him Edgar. Hmm. So apparently... Edgar Allen Crow. A tooth is removed. A lamina of tissue cut from the tooth is drilled, and the hole is fitted with optics. The lamina is grown in the patient's cheek for a period of months and then is implanted in the eye. It's called osteoodonto-keratoprosthesis. And uh, it helps to, if you have an issue with, uh, ah, uh, it's like a corneal graft. It's like a new cornea made up your made of your tooth. Oh. Here you go. So they don't just shove a tooth in there. Big niggas solid, but stay with a weapon. I'm stiff than a bitch, be the nigga like tech.
when they said I was pressure. Hey. Great. All right, so stupid list. Um, yeah. All right. All right. Time for my uh, second story. Yeah, sure, man. All right. I call this one. Meet me in Montauk. What <laughs> uh, a line from the famous movie uh, uh, "Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind." You know, I've never fucking characters. seen that whole movie, which I know. Oh, I liked it a lot when I was younger. I watched it many times. Yeah, a lot of young white guys did. <laughs> like a lot of dudes our age thought that movie was the fucking greatest and so i was i like, didn't think I it was the know. greatest i thought it was pretty bad but i still liked it you know i mean that's how i feel about you <laughs> he's not the best friend he's just my best friend <laughs> i'll kill you he's pretty bad but i like him <laughs> read more about your stupid tooth list uh Hey, right, man, so, I know you texted me and said, help me, help me, save me. I haven't written an episode, so that's what you got today. Well, that is not what I said. No, it isn't shit. what you said. All right, so I would like to briefly, and you know about this as well. We've talked. I think we've mentioned it on yeah. the podcast, the, uh, the episode about um, the DL of Pass. Yeah, we talked about the Montauk. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so I would like to briefly, briefly talk about Project Rainbow and the Philadelphia Experiment. Okay. And, as I just said, I would like to be brief, as I think this would be a cool topic for us to dive deeply into in future episodes. So this is pretty basic background information. Uh, This is the story of a U.S. Navy destroyer uh, ship that uh, experiment during World War II that resulted in the deaths of the crew, many in macabre and unexplainable positions. The United States was, as the legend goes, attempting to discover how to make a naval ship completely undetectable using Albert Einstein's unified field theory for gravitation and electricity. The goal was to camouflage a ship completely using intense electromagnetic fields. The USS Eldridge was chosen as the fated ship and was fitted with an array of experimental equipment. The experiment supposedly took place at the Philadelphia Naval Yard and also out at sea, leading to its name. When at sea, it was allegedly visible by the merchant marine ship the SS Andrew Furaseth. One of the crewmen of said ship is the source of much of the original observations making up the legend. Carlos Allende, aka Carl Allen, wrote a series of letters to Dr. Morris K. Jessup, a man responsible for many early books on UFOs. The letters talk about what Carl Allen witnessed. Um, so I'm, I swear to God, there's something fucking like measurably wrong with me. And you, uh, you yes. obviously have felt like this for a long time. But yes. I just was thinking, like, if we were gonna make like a movie or something about this, how I would want to change that one character's name and make him like a goofball. He's like, my name is Morris, Morris J. Ketchup. <laughs> and just make his last name Ketchup. Dude, you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> um, so, yep. So at at 0900 hours on July 22nd, that's 1943, 9 a.m. for the non-military folks here. Yes, uh, 1943. The power to the generators was fired up. A greenish fog slowly enveloped the ship, <laughs> concealing it from view. <laughs> That's the sound of the the generators. (laughs) 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 
Um, so Uh, so what's the fuck? Halloween is it's all about noises. <laughs> we should just uh, do. We should just do. Um, what's that called when people make sounds to like uh, ASMR? ASMR. Yeah, we should just become the worst an ASMR, ASMR ever made. It's just the two of us just slathering all over ourselves. Yeah. All right. So don't don't freak out the fans. Summon don't freak the out worms. the worms. <laughs> I thought it was release the worm. No, for the last time, man. I came up with it. I know the name of it. Well, it is your solo project. It uh, is. So once the fog dissipated, the ship had also mat- mysteriously vanished, leaving only still water where it had been anchored moments ago. Not only was the ship radar invisible, but it was nowhere to be seen by the eye. After 15 minutes, the fog returned after the commanding officers ordered the ship to return. Once it again dissipated, however, it was obvious something had gone horribly wrong. The crew on deck were disoriented and nauseous, and therefore removed. A new crew was eventually put on the ship, and equipment was altered to only produce radar invisibility. The second event happened on the 28th of October, on a night very much like this one, in 1943. At 17.15 hours, the final test was performed. The generators were kicked on, and the ship became near invisible except for a faint hue. Suddenly, in a blinding blue flash, the ship disappeared and reappeared miles away in Norfolk, Virginia. It then disappeared again and reappeared at the Philadelphia Navy Yard with the seamen on board violently ill. Some of the crew was missing, never to be seen again. Some had gone mad, but worst of all, some were fused to the metal of the ship's structure. None of the surviving crew were mentally fit to to continue serving, and all that was determined was that the ship had disappeared to somewhere else and then returned, never the same. A movie was made about the Philadelphia experiment in the 80s and was seen by a man named Al Bielik, who suddenly had memories come flying back to him of secret military bases in Montauk, New York, with MKUltra and other bizarre experiments. Hmm. These were memories from a previous lifetime. And he remembers being on the Eldridge during the experiments, recounting many details. But that is a story for a different Left Undead haunting. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, spooky. Spooky podcast. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I like I like doing these episodes. I do. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like I feel like we should have planned it. <laughs> I feel like we should have planned it out better. I feel like I'm out of shit. I got nothing else to say. That's fine. We're in an hour anyway, so I guess that's shit. true. <laughs> um, yeah, man. That the mon- Oh, that's yeah, that's eerie. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I I I I maybe I should have just done uh, Countess Bathory. Yeah. Or um, the Marquis de Sade. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. Hey, we didn't do it, so that's okay. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? It's, it's no, no. It's an hour in. You know, uh, it's about it. I'm done. Hope you guys have a really spooky Halloween. And uh, yeah, hope you guys have a great night. Stay safe. If you're going trick or treating, do not uh, or do if you want to eat those fentanyl laced candies that you'll find. Yep, that's um, definitely a real true story of truth. But also, you know, uh, what other important disclaimers are there? Oh yes. Uh, 
Remember, folks, that no matter what someone is dressed like, if you're at a Halloween party, no matter how sexy they're dressed or whatever, it does not give you license to be a fucking prick to them. Uh, you can't turn into one of those wolves from Looney Tunes. With no. The, with the tongue rolling out of the Auga. mouth. Uh, your costume does not equal consent. Um, and what else? Uh be very conscious of the drinks you drink if you're out at bars. Dude, and this, this is, is just probably a, after the Halloween parties, honestly. So yeah, this is just like this is just a uh, this is a weird time uh, <laughs> f- for people, and they they start to get a little fucking crazy on hol- holidays like Halloween. So just Their be safe. Get out of whack. Keep an eye on your friends. Uh, be good to their, each other. Yeah. So again, this is probably after all the parties, but well, no, it might be at the parties. Just be just 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 you know just be just be cool. You know what I mean? No, no reason to uh, ruin anyone else's fun. So, what have you been playing with this whole time? Is that a sh- uh, shoe sole? No, this like, is uh, the little thing that goes on my desk that uh-huh. like my wrists go on when I'm typing. Little cushion thing, so I don't get carpal tunnel, which I actually do like get. So I got this like pad. It, it helps a nice. little bit. Yep. Cool. All right. Well. Okay, yep, cool, yep, okay, yep. Alright, well, yeah, happy Halloween, and uh, yep. we'll see you guys, I don't know, next week or something. Pinky blue, mother, look like cotton candy. Trap at the spot and it be jammed. Babies in the spot should have had me a nanny. You sleep on the floor, now I'm in the mansion. Walk up in the spot, got bowls in the pantry. Throw a lot of bullets, call me Big Mooch and Manny. Got rich, now you can't stand me. I'm the GOAT look, look up to me, I'm the one to give them hope Yeah, my whole hood dry, hit the flip it with 200 can water, got a young soap I'm a young rich, 4,000 on the coat I'm a Oz B down, better check the scope I'm a buck, little grape, and it never tell me no Yeah, serving all white like the Pope She wanna with me cause he a no-show Big Mucha on the young with the mojo Riding just for some promo Can't switch, I'm a team, that's a no-no Riding with a stick like a playing pogo Been count a lot of money, I ain't worried about no Let's trap too slow Get my young green light, no, they on go And I ran it up, I ain't going broke no more Piggy blue, mother look like cotton candy Trap at the spot and they be jamming Babies in the spot, shoulda had me a nanny You sleep on the floor, now I'm in the mansion Walk up in the spot, got bowls in the pantry Throw a lot of bullets, call me Big Mucha man. Got rich, now you can't stand me Yeah Smoke a big blunt of the treehouse. They like coming like mini mouse. Pills in the bomb, I'ma get it in and get it out. Never had that, got a big bank account. Bank account, pan, walk around with a large amount. Pick a chopper on the op, make it walk it out. Nobody used to know me, but I'm popping out. Some a little on your block, then they hopping out. I done got rich, ain't that I ain't copping out. Feeling like Booster, make a gun, wipe me down. Graduated at the street, but never had a cap and gun. With me, cold blooded, here, take it down. Take it down. We a big mooch, how you sound? Serving that pack from the east to the mouth. Pills going down, bring the bank from around. Going extra bounty for the rap. I been up in the hood selling pounds. Piggy blue money look like cotton candy. Trap at the spot and they be jamming. Babies in the spot shoulda had me a nanny. You stand on the floor now I'm in the mansion. Walk up in the spot got bowls in the pantry. Throw a lot of bullets call me Big Mooch and Manny. Got rich now you can't stand me.